Welcome to the Future of Retail podcast. I'm your hungry host, Arif Yahya. And with me today is the co-founder and chief marketing officer of InstaShop, Yuana Angelidaki. One late night we couldn't sleep, so we went on a shopping spree. We asked our partners and our peers about the future of retail and what it could be. Hi, Yuana. Hi, Arif. Thank you for having us in this beautiful space. Uh, I don't think we've ever had a more branded setup uh, than today. So where are we today exactly? True, true. We're literally in an InstaShop box, almost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're at your offices here in yes. uh, JLT in Dubai. Thank you so much for having us. We're very excited to have you on the podcast. Me too. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> Thanks. So we, we've exposed that. Uh, we've explored so many different themes so far in the podcast, from shopping malls to footwear to luxury retail. This is our first episode all around grocery and quick commerce and we're gonna really double click on quick commerce and what does it mean and what are the different business models within it uh, but before we do that we want to get to know Yuana a bit better as a person uh, so let's pretend you're signing into TikTok today uh, and I know you're very active on the platform both as InstaShop and yourself uh, how would you introduce yourself with a TikTok bio you know you're limited to 80 characters so how would you do it First of all, let me tell you, very stressful 80 characters. How how can you describe yourself in such a short phrase? You I will mean, tell me yours after. Limitation spurs creativity. True. So when you're limited, I think you get more creative. True, true, so I, true. I think you can do it. I trust you. Okay, let's see. So figuring things out, one experience at a time, and life, e-commerce, cats and coffee. Cats and coffee. We good? 80 characters. I think you cheated in the in the end by cats and coffee, but, but I had to put them inside yeah, somehow. Yeah, you had to squeeze them in. <laughs> yes, uh, you might even fit an exclamation mark. Uh, in yeah, or an emoji coffee, at the right? end, something. Yeah. Okay, I love it. I love your bio. Thank you for that, Yuanna. We're gonna still uh, want to get a bit of more insight about who you are before we deep dive into quick commerce and uh, Insta Shop. So let's play a game, a TikTok challenge. Okay, we have one minute on the clock. We have a timer. The clock is ticking. Try not to blink. And I'm going to ask you 10 questions and you have to answer all of them within a minute. You ready? Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So what do you shop most on InstaShop? Cat food. Do you still shop in the supermarket? Am I care? No. How many cats are too many cats? There's no such thing. Digital love language, sending GIFs, stickers, or TikToks? TikToks. You're stuck on a desert island. There's no connection to the outside world. Somehow, InstaShop is still delivering. What's the first order you it's place? A very easy answer, hummus. Hummus? Yeah. What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, arrogance. Industry buzzword that pisses you off? Sexy. Industry buzzword you're guilty of using? Sexy. What language do you wish you can speak better? Arabic. Video platform you spend the most time on? TikTok. Nice. Are we on time? We're good. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. So, Yomanna, we want to get to know everything about what you think when it comes to quick commerce. So, we're going to move into the POV on quick commerce, specifically POV on beyond the quick in quick commerce. So, quicker. Quicker, I don't know. You tell me what it is. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, you want to. It's easy now to say that uh, QuickCom was the next step of evolution of uh, e-commerce. Mm. But uh, 10 years ago, did you really think this is where we're going to be today? Did you, uh, did you realize the potential of just how vast uh, this uh, industry is going to be? Yeah. So we started InstaShop 
2015, like seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, so-ish, 10 years. Um, I mean, for sure, the, the e-commerce uh, grocery industry was almost non-existent at the time, right? Um, and the thing is that InstaShop was born out of a trend at the moment, very, very small scale for sure. Um, but what we saw back then is um, the amount of people calling the shops in order to, you know, order their groceries on the phone. So I would say, yes, we did see there was a trend. And given the fact that we live here, right, like Dubai, UAE, and it's like the we're living in the pioneer country of emerging technologies. So we did see it coming, but surely, I, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I didn't see how much it would evolve within like five years of time, right? So five years ago or six years ago, we're talking about next day delivery. And now we're talking about 10 minutes delivery. Right. And was it a real consumer need or was it presented to consumers? And then once they discovered that it's possible, now they want it even more like... Mm. Is, was there a real need for groceries to be uh, delivered that fast uh, to consumers you feel in the world? What what was the insight? Back then, looking yeah. back at 2015, um, I think it was a mix. The need was there. Because back then we already had, you know, the, the, the typical thing. You go to the supermarket, you get to meet a bit the owner, you see, and you do it yourself, right? Like I remember back then, my co-founder uh, John was living in Dubai. And he was telling me himself, he was calling the supermarket. So there was there, there was, the habit was there. But of course, you know, through marketing, you get to convince people okay. a bit more about this. So yeah, it so was a mix. Speaking about convincing people, let's, uh, let's pretend that uh, we can travel back in time to 2015. Um, and uh, our listeners and our viewers um, basically pretend that they are a supermarket owner here in Dubai. Uh, and you don't have a big team yet, like you do today, yeah. and you're on your own, and you're with John, and you have to do an elevator pitch. Hmm. Floor is yours. How yeah. would you do it? We're, so we're going back to two, 2015, 2015 no? elevator pitch. I'm a supermarket owner. Okay. Pitch okay. Insta shop. Okay. Since I'm going back, can I invest in crypto also? <laughs> Please, me too. I wish. <laughs> um, things were very, very different. It is... The more I think about it, your your question, if Ioana of today can actually go back, you know, with the same knowledge that I have, I mean, for sure I would be more confident, right? And our biggest barrier actually at the time was onboarding retailers. Yeah. I would do it the same though. So um, I would go again, not to a chain, on the first day. I would go to like a, you know, small uh, neighborhood supermarket, Probably the one I go, I used to go shopping, you know, so they know me a bit. You have a bit of relationship. Um, I would find the owner, Arif. Okay. And I would be like, hey. Hey, Yona. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Cool, cool. I want to tell you about this platform. So it's a grocery delivery app. It's called InstaShop. We can put your supermarket online tomorrow. It's very, very easy. We're going to handle everything. You're not going to spend anything. Tomorrow you will be online. Uh, do you have many customers calling you on the phone? Like how many you have a day? I, I mean, a lot of my customers call me, but I deliver to their houses. Why, why do yeah. I need to be online? Because 
first of all, they do call you, right? So you see, people don't want to actually walk into the store. So now imagine, okay, you deliver to Torch Tower, Princess Tower, the shops yeah. around your your supermarket, right? I do, yeah. But imagine people living in, I don't know, further inside the marina actually can see your shop on InstaShop and order. So you're going to be doubling but your sales tomorrow. And, and who's going to deliver? You already have the infrastructure and yeah. we are here. We're going to handle the marketing. You don't need to spend anything. We start with your infrastructure and we will be ready to support you when you won't be able to, you know, handle that uh, much, much amount of deliveries. Okay, this sounds good. So you're telling me you can create more consumer demand yeah. for me and you're going to take care of all the marketing? Yes, for sure. And, and I just also, need to deliver. Yeah, for sure. And we're also going to provide you the tech to fix your processes. You know, all the process from receiving the order, preparing the order, anything from uh, managing your stock. So I, I, I hear where we, uh, where we were in 2015. Now yeah. that we're in 2022, I want us to deep dive a bit more. If you can yeah. clarify to me and to our viewers and listeners, the different types of business models. Because when we say quick commerce, there's sometimes assumption of dark stores. Uh, but when we look at your business model, yes, you have, I believe, two dark stores in Dubai, but that's not what you fundamentally depend on when it comes to InstaShop. So can we clarify the two different go-to-market uh, models? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So when we started 2015, up until 2021, we had a very clear light model. We were just the middleman between user and retailer. So we did not have any last mile. We didn't handle the last mile at all. So the shops delivered. We don't carry our own stock. So it's very clear and uh, on a more light uh, side of a business model. Uh, after 2020, and with a surge in demand of orders, we saw that our partners actually need support, yeah. right? So because business started scaling, all of a sudden they would deliver, but in order to scale healthy and have happy customers, they needed support in last mile. So today we also have our own fleet on a sm smaller scale. It's like um, it's like a firefighters in a way, let's okay. say, right? Um, so today we are a hybrid okay. of the two. Uh, you mentioned dark stores. We call them like a... a micro-fulfillment centers, they have a different value proposition. So it's not the same as a supermarket for a user. You're not going to get the same product that you find on your uh, neighborhood supermarket. Uh, we carry bundles, okay. bundles in uh, lower prices. So it's like, um, you know, stocking up, let's say, on, on anything. Uh, the other model that I think we've been seeing a lot recently, which... At least so far, Q-commerce depends a lot on it. Uh, it's the dark stores that they carry, you know, anything from the stock, their fleet. It's a, The best-selling SQUs usually, not the yeah. entire assortment of a traditional supermarket. I mean, right? you would need to have a much larger space to do that, yeah. right? And uh, usually these dark stores, the way they are positioned within the city is in closer proximity to the neighborhoods they deliver to exactly. versus warehouses that are traditionally a bit in the outskirts uh, of the city. And that's usually what helps in the quicker delivery time, correct? For sure. So I, we would be talking about, uh, I don't know, I think that at most like 4,000, 5,000 SKUs in a dark right. store. 
So in terms of the business models, really, we, we, when we talk about quick commerce, we're talking about the reliance on delivering these best-selling SKU assortments within uh, a location spot that is geographically closer yeah. to, uh, to the trade area that it delivers uh, to. And a different business model has more assortments, has a bigger portfolio to shop from, but it's not necessarily promising the 15 minutes. And that's currently where most of the InstaShop business is in. Am I correct? For sure. Okay, so you wanna, when we talk about speed, when we say quick commerce, people expect speed. The, the word speed is very relative. So yeah. now it seems to be implying 15 minute delivery. But I know that when I shop on InstaShop, specifically on grocery, I don't necessarily expect delivery within 15 minutes and nor do you necessarily promise that. So what do we mean by quick commerce and what is the real benefit basically? Is it speed or is it convenience or is it something else? Hmm. It, it has been a real buzzword, Q-commerce and has, speed, right? yes, for the past like couple of years. It's gone from like one hour, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Like What's next? Next, we're going to think about it and it's going to be 3D printed or I don't know, <laughs> magically appear <laughs> on the table. Um, but it's an interesting question. Um, one year ago, we did this survey uh, with Delivery Hero and the, um, the MENA region, if I'm not wrong about the perception of the user over exactly what you said. What does fast delivery mean in terms of a grocery delivery specifically? Uh, and the answer was within one hour. Anything within one hour and the mind of the user means fast. I'm happy uh, about it. Maybe if we do the same uh, survey again today, it might be less. I don't know, but uh, we can catch up maybe in a couple of years and, you know, have the same discussion. Um, but yes, I think it depends on a lot of things, right? Uh, throughout these seven years, we've had a lot of learnings that we were also surprised because if, if you ask me maybe as a user, yeah, on a Saturday morning that I want to make breakfast and suddenly I realize I'm out of eggs and I'm already preparing the rest, yeah, of course, delivering 10 minutes would be amazing for those right. the specific instant, right? But we've had a, lo a lot of cases, this is our business model, right, of uh, users that specifically choose certain brands. Either that's a product brand, but most importantly, retailer. Like they want these cookies from this British supermarket. If I don't have them, then they're just going to, you know, go walk into the supermarket in order to shop them. Or they prefer to shop vegetables from that supermarket because, um, I don't know, they, 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 are, they, they trust the brand. Right. Uh, so I believe it's a mix. The third thing that has been very important for us uh, is customer service. We want the user to feel feel comfortable. Yes, we are automating processes for sure, right? But at the end of the day, we want the user, if they need to contact a person, they can talk with a human, you know, at the end of the line. And we've been getting a lot of feedback over exactly our customer service. So I think it's a mix. This is, this is like, this is the balance that's missing in Q-commerce. How do you combine fast? 10 minutes? Yeah, sure, you know, 10 minutes. Uh, fast, along with the, the the vast network of retailers that's that's already out there. That makes a lot of sense because because it's also different by category. Like today, yeah. when it comes to grocery, an hour is still very fast. Like if I get in my car, drive to the supermarket, shop, 
put all the groceries in the trunk, come back home, it's anyway going to take me an hour inevitably. So delivering within an hour still should be justified as quick. Like I, I, I personally don't fully understand uh, that why everything needs to go towards 15 minutes. It's cool if it does, uh, but with that, we're both business people. We understand that the business model changes completely. So we talked already about dark stores, the way it works is completely different. The, the number of SKUs available there are completely different. But I like what you talked about here because it seems that it's more than just speed, that customer convenience as, as a big umbrella theme, yes, speed is part of it, but also the thoroughness of assortment is equally Definitely. important. So how many supermarkets uh, do you have today on, on InstaShop? We have more than 7,000. 7,000? Yeah. And how many markets? Yeah. Seven markets. 7,000, seven markets. And seven years, which is a nice, uh, you know. And, and I believe that even though they don't all necessarily generate the same uh, volume of transactions uh, for you, they're all equally important to be on the platform because they serve different customer needs, right? For sure, for sure. Some supermarkets, for example, the small ones that usually you find at the bottom of your tower, yeah. as an example, they will deliver to you in, within 15 minutes, right? right? But their assortment will be smaller. So if you're shopping uh, on, a, I don't know, on, a, on a Friday evening and you want your chips fast, you're yeah. going to use that supermarket. If you're shopping for your weekly, uh, uh, your weekly needs, yeah, you might choose another one, like a big chain that you trust. So we're trying to cater to all the needs of the user. I'm, I feel like so jealous because you <laughs> must be sitting on a wealth of insights, uh, of like shopper insights, and that that's always like super interesting for anyone in our in our field. What is the most uh, strange or interesting uh, kind of uh, insight that you got about people shopping for groceries in the region? Um, the thing that was most shocking for me uh, was in 2020 uh, when there was this uh, uh, surge of demand that we were trying to accommodate with uh, along with uh, all our partner supermarkets uh, and back then I was doing customer service all the marketing team was trying to support so I was talking to a lot of users on the phone right uh, and it was quite a stressful uh, period so Many, many users, like from my experience, um, I don't know, from the phone calls I got, more than 80%, I would say, at the time, I would call them and say, listen, we're, we're so sorry, your order is late, estimation time is like, a, it's three hours from now, but, you know, there's this supermarket at the bottom of your tower that actually can deliver within half an hour, which was crazy at the time. And they would tell me, you know, it's okay, I will wait. Or some other cases, it would be next day delivery. And they would say, no, 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 it's okay. I would wait for that specific store to deliver. Because they Bec wanted a specific product or they wanted... No, because of the brand of the specific retailer. Even if the product was the same product? Yes, yes, same product, for retailer. sure. Which is very surprising. That's intriguing. Yes. Yeah, that's intriguing. Specifically, if you're looking for the same SKU and yes. it's a similar price. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Shopper, shopper insights is something you never yeah. get tired True. of uh, in the region. Um, so let's use, you also mentioned customer service. So let's use that as a, as a bit of a segue. You mentioned that you were doing phone calls yourself as well uh, with, the, with your customers. So one of the things, and please correct me if I'm wrong first. Mm -hmm. So uh, would I be correct 
to say that InstaShop also plays as an aggregator within different uh, industries, that you're an aggregator of different supermarkets and an aggregator of different pet care stores as well? Yes, a marketplace, yes. A marketplace. Yeah. So as a marketplace or, or an aggregator, today one of the, the things that usually doesn't always come with that specific industry is uh, usually best-in-class customer service. Like in, in a lot of the marketplaces, you can't pick up the phone and call someone. Like if you're ordering a ride, for example, on, on some uh, platforms, you just need to type your way until you get some sort of an automated response. Uh, and usually that's the case because companies want to scale. And you know, as you scale, obviously human interaction becomes sometimes an impediment. You're not going down that route. You're making a different choice. You're, you're doing phone calls yourself less than two years ago. So what is the logic there? Like, uh, do you believe customer service is a barrier to scale? Or do you believe like this is absolutely necessary given your business model? Mm. I think there is, there might be, okay, a misconception uh, when it comes to what scale means. Again, I think the misconception lies on, on speed. Right. How fast. Um, and it, I, I, it's understandable, right? Exactly because of all, uh, uh, all, all the investment that this industry has seen within these two years, all these stories about unicorns and this and that. We started seven years ago. The way we the way we built our company, the way the way we um, grow, has always been hyper locally. We start small, we scale slowly, we check: Are we sustainable today? How are our unit economics today? Then we take the next step, then bigger and bigger and bigger. And every day there's a question, right? How am I doing? Am I good? Okay. In terms of the the health of the company, right? Because that's what's also important at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, so, um, customer service is part of this question. We 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 want to keep it. We think it's uh, important for the user to be able to talk to a human, right? Um, but it is a cost for it you. It is a cost for sure. You need a balance. You can automate certain things. For sure, you can automate uh, simpler queries or um, questions that could be about my order. So it, you need to deep dive, of course, see uh, what kind of messages I'm getting, what is this about, how can I tackle this automatically, and then you understand how many people you need in order to address the important things. And I think this is why, also this is, this is the reason why retention is so high and it has been high almost from day one. We, we had some challenges, of course, at the beginning, right? But our retention has been very interestingly high. And I think this is because we are investing in customer because service. Because you minimize frustration. Yes. And, and part of it, as you said, could be automated. Like when I place yes. an order on InstaShop today and not all the items are available. Yes. There's an automated uh, step where I get suggestions of other uh, products uh, to choose from. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if something does go wrong or if I need to communicate with someone, I know that that option is there and there will be a human being that I can correspond with. Definitely, yes. Okay, so interesting. So you you have scaled already and you, I assume you want to continue scaling. Can you talk to us a bit about scaling, not just across markets and within markets, but across categories? So you started with groceries. Today, what do you offer? 
Oof, today we have more than 20 different categories. What are some of them? I I would say mostly, I mean, I'm thinking now about me as a, as a user uh, that I can find everything I need on InstaShop. Anything from, of course, groceries, um, pharmacy, pet supplies for the cat, uh, anything up to stationery, um, makeup. So, yeah. Okay, f- uh, food, food delivery. Food we started as well, yes. When did you we're, start? We're food? trying to create a super app, basically. It's, <laughs> no, slowly, slowly. it's already a super app in a way, right? Like yeah. when you're talking about 20 categories. Yeah. True, it's just that each category, you know, it has, it ha- it's a different beast in a way, right? right. We started with groceries. There, there are a lot of tech innovations we had to come up with in order to tackle. You mentioned substitution. Yes. Right? This is something we developed maybe maybe 16 so from almost the beginning right and um, makeup delivery is a different thing fresh fruits and vegetables is very different so each category needs its own uh, investigation in a way so you wanna you are the co-founder together with John but you're also the chief marketing officer when you launch 20 categories how do you go about marketing because (laughs) strategy by definition is a choice so you have to make a choice Realistically, you're not going to put the same media budget or marketing budget towards 20 different categories. So is your approach more building the brand of InstaShop as the mother brand or as the marketplace? Or do you focus on one or two specific categories? Yeah. We've, we've tried a lot of things. Also, I learn as I go, right? Yeah. Um, so, and it is exactly, I think because I'm, um, it's my baby and we launch a new category, I'm like, ah, you know, let's promote it out there. Uh, but it can be confusing. Yeah. Uh, it can be confusing if you do mass marketing and you talk about um, pet shop delivery and then next month, same, but for uh, uh, pharmacy. Uh, what we learned is that we always have to stick with a clean message. InstaShop's core business is still groceries. So we're always focusing on that. And then we choose a couple of uh, uh, the other sections uh, to enrich, let's say, the message. Okay, understood. And uh, back to your CMO role, like uh, one of the big uh, discussions within the industry is how much do I spend on performance versus on brand building or on branding. Uh, You are a digital native platform. uh, So traditionally, uh, within your industry, the focus is always on driving performance. As a CMO, what are your thoughts on the importance mm-hmm. of brand building, though? Yeah, true. I've uh, again, we've we've had to change our marketing strategy many times, and the market changes so fast. So, for the first five years, I would say we were very performance focused. Like we. We were taking decisions as per the user acquisition cost. Okay. And that's it, which means, you know, very clean uh, performance ads. Today, and as the competitive landscape is changing so much, it is very important that you invest money on uh, on branding as well. So today we've changed we've changed our strategy. So we have a we have a healthy mix between the two. Because you mentioned retention already, right? Yeah. So the 
for you to build a brand that people stick to and keep coming to and love and have an affinity towards, it's not only about performance marketing. Mm. Even though we love performance marketing, it's the, a big chunk of what we do as a, as a retail and e-commerce team at TikTok. Uh, but we believe in balance, like a healthy balance uh, between building a brand and uh, ensuring that uh, you are driving conversions at scale and remarketing the right to, towards the right uh, audiences uh, at the same time. For sure. Okay, so Joanna, let's talk a little bit about competition. So the landscape is getting busier and there are more people uh, uh, trying to do what you do or uh, doing a different version of uh, what you're doing uh, today. Um, how do you build uh, moats around your castle, basically? How, what are the, the, the barriers that mm -hmm. will protect your business from ongoing and increasing competition within, uh, within the landscape that you work in? I mean, you can't have barriers. Um, it, barriers to entry, basically. True, it's um, it's impossible. <laughs> uh, but so, the past two years, we've been seeing, you know, on the news, so much investment going into grocery, quick commerce, uh, and so many players, and many players from industries that have nothing to do with e-commerce or groceries yeah. specifically. And for example, food, food delivery has been around for so long. Right. So long. In different forms. Yes, for sure. Uh, but groceries is something new and it's something so different. It might sound easy. Okay, yeah, let's go. We go with deliver groceries. We're going to, okay, we're going to divide uh, Dubai into blocks. We're going to create uh, uh, 5, 10, 15 dark stores, uh, get our um, last mile, uh, our fleet, um, 3,000 SKUs, and uh, that's it, mass marketing. It's probably going to go well. If you invest a lot in marketing and you're fast and somehow you minimize challenges, yes, it might go well, actually. But then... One year after, let's say me that I, I created this um, new business, uh, I'm going to sit in theory and ask, okay, how, how are we? How are our unit economics? Is the company profitable? Is it sustainable? Can I scale? Can I do the same thing next year and five years from today? Um, most probably no. So the real question is, for us, it's not about barrier uh, it's not it's not exactly competing, right? It is the market is changing, okay? Uh, but it's about what the user wants. We need to keep improving what we see that we might be doing wrong, what we see that is challenging to us, and we keep doing. We're we are we are here for the long run, actually, and that means that our company. So are we? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So the company needs to be sustainable. The company needs to be chosen by the user. So it's not about all the other players. It's about actually our consumers. Okay. So you're not focused on competition, but no. you're focused on driving innovation by focusing on customer insights and shopper insights like the ones you were mentioning earlier. Yes, for sure. And how the market is switching, right? Right. And continuing to build a profitable business, yeah. testing out different models. You mentioned Yes, we could do more dark stores, but yes, we will also uh, service uh, shoppers through supermarkets uh, themselves. Uh, you're going to continue expanding categories, but you know what your priority is, and today it's grocery, so you focus on that, uh, driving a healthy balance between performance and brand uh, building. So balance seems to be the name of the game. True. 
Okay, Joanna, I, I really love everything you've shared with us. It's super insightful uh, under this uh, POV because really it's not just about quick. Uh, it's about what's really beyond quick and quick commerce. And it seems like this is a very healthy business. You know what your priorities are and you're going to drive innovation by focusing on what your shoppers and what your customers need. That said, I have a problem. <laughs> I have a <laughs> confession to Tell share me. with you. So uh, my parents live in Lebanon um, and uh, you know we've managed to get through uh, six episodes of this podcast without saying hi mom, but hi mom. So, <laughs> so uh, they love InstaShop. Like for them, it's the biggest uh, innovation. Uh, but I'm not sure like they have fully yet realized the, your business model in terms of how you make money. Uh, because when they come to Dubai, they both have InstaShop downloaded on their app uh, and they are in charge of the kitchen and like I can't get uh, close uh, but, and they're going to order everything. So I'm like, mom, dad, you want to go to the supermarket? No, no, we're ordering on InstaShop. And this is true. Like I'm not making this up. This is true. You can ask them. Uh, so they order the first batch uh, and then I hear, uh, oh, we forgot the eggs. Oh, no worry. Okay, I'm going to order it again. And then they order the eggs again. And then they forget another item and then they order it again. So within one day in Dubai, they can easily place five, six, seven different orders on InstaShop. Do you have a message to my parents? <laughs> Listen, next time they come, you can show them because they can place an order and then there's a button at the bottom that says, you know, I forgot this item. So right. Uh, yeah, but, but the uh, problem is that works as long as your order is not delivered yet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, in <laughs> our case, the order is delivered already, and then we're placing another one. So, Aww. okay, we're not going to talk about your delivery fees. We promise you <laughs> this, but uh, but yeah. No, but we love your uh, your parents. <laughs> yeah, they're the ideal customers, I think, sure. uh, for you. All right, thank you, Anna. This was POV on Beyond Quick uh, in Quick Commerce. Uh, if you still have a bit of energy, we can play a few games together. Let's play. Cool. So, Joanna, I've uh, followed you on TikTok. We're friends there. I know you're familiar with our platform. When you see a video on TikTok, what do you usually do with it? Well, sometimes heart, I heart it. If you like uh, it. Yes, for sure. Uh, comment or share it. Or you can share it somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm going to read out a few stats for you uh, that are from the industry. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to treat them as if they're TikToks, okay? Let's so you know play. what to do with them. Online grocery retail is expected to capture 10% of the total grocery GMV in the United Arab Emirates by 2023. Heart. In the past six months, 40% of shoppers in the United Arab Emirates used on-demand quick commerce channels. Yeah, I would, I would heart. And can I, I can share it also, right? Who do you share it with? I would share it with John. It's a very interesting insight. Your co-founder yes. and CEO. Yes. One in two consumers say that quick delivery and customer support are their main online shopping decision drivers. Ha! <laughs> you talked about this. <laughs> I'm going to share it with Reddy. Reddy is our uh, head of uh, customer service along with a million things that he does. And I will, you know, I will pair it with like a, maybe a clapping emoji. Great. Shoppers would spend 50% more to conveniently get what they need. Yeah. I would heart it for sure. Uh, I don't know. I would comment. I would comment an emoji like the surprised one. You know the. <laughs> I'm 
The thing is, you know, I'm in this industry, so of course, this is the basis, right? But it's still, because also I come from Greece, a very different market. And then I come here and I see that your lifestyle, your work and how fast we go, it defines everything else we do, our shopping experience and so on. So users, like being eager to spend 50% more just to have it at home in a convenient time or fast, it's... I don't know. I still find it crazy. I love, I love that you've taken this game to a whole uh, yeah. different level. You heart, you comment. Uh, so I, I love, I love the energy, Joanna. Um, InstaShop collaborates with over seven thousand retail partners and has a base of over five hundred thousand monthly active users. Heart, and we're growing. You're growing. You're today. You're in the GCC, but you're also yes. in Egypt, I believe. Yes, and Greece. In Greece and in my home country, yes, in Lebanon. Yes, Lebanon. TikTok users' spend represents $633 million on online grocery sales annually in the United Arab Emirates. I would share this with Nicole, our uh, head of performance. So, you know, she keeps an eye on uh, audience targeting. <laughs> 72% of TikTok users have bought a grocery product after discovering content or seeing an ad on TikTok. Yeah. This is the power of content creation and influencers. So Divya, who's handling our influencers, is going to share it to her. Share. Yeah. 57% of TikTok users discover grocery brands on TikTok and are 1.2 times more likely to purchase them versus other digital platforms. Yeah, I'll heart it because if I share it with them again, they will be like, okay, we got it, TikTok. <laughs> heart. <laughs> We're on it. More than 40% of people are planning to buy groceries in the upcoming Black Friday. Hmm. Or Insta Friday? Insta Friday. Heart share or comment? I'm going to heart. heart. And I'm going to comment something. Let me comment something. Okay, comment. I'm going to comment <laughs> something huge is coming. And then... This Insta Friday. Yeah. Out of the total gross volume sold in a year, Black Friday, just a one-week event, takes up more than 17%. Yeah, I would heart that. All right, that was hard share comment. Thank you, Juana, for playing along and for redefining our game and taking it to the next level. It's cool. So what is a TikTok podcast without sound? Because we are a sound on platform. You don't really make TikToks uh, without uh, sound. We're going to do something. We're going to play a few sound bites now from Joanna. Uh, some of them you've said in the past, one of them you've actually said earlier in this podcast. And we're going to ask you to contextualize them a little bit and uh, give us uh, the gist of what you meant by each soundbite. Sounds good? Yes. Okay. We're here for the long run. We're here for the long run. You said this earlier today. I, yeah, I right? So I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what, how do you give us a bit more flavor on we're here for the long run? <sighs> What's the long run? It's a, it's, a, it's a marathon, basically. Um, oof, that has so many meanings. Okay. Um, I mean, for sure, when it comes to us, I think it's, it's clear that we're here for the long run. I mean, uh, InstaShop was acquired two years back from Delivery Hero. Uh, we're here, we're trying to grow it. So um, uh, the goal is to actually, you know, see our, our, it's our baby in a way, uh, grow. Uh, the same, the same phrase, um, the meaning behind it, it's exactly that this is not a sprint. 
right? You don't... Uh, it's uh, a marathon. Yes, exactly. And it's, it is about the long run. It is about where will we be five years from today? How do we want the company to look like? To, uh, is it sustainable? And so on. So, um, yeah, because we see there's a lot of talk about unicorns and, yeah, well, get there fast, get there fast. It's, it's, it's not about that. Awesome. And Joanna, acquisition is just the starting point, right? It's the beginning. It's not the end of a, of a story, right? That started in the region. Uh, most of the team is, uh, is still with InstaShop even after the Delivery Hero acquisition, if I believe. We're here, yes, all of us. Okay, sounds good. So you're here for the long run. Giving back is close to our hearts. Oh, it is. <laughs> Giving back is close to our hearts. Yeah. Tell us more. Um, you watch Friends? Yes. Uh, in one episode, Joey said uh, there is no selfless good deed, right? Yeah. Which is, uh, it's kind of, you know, how, how it feels. So we started 2020. Uh, we, we activated this section uh, about donations when a lot of people were struggling and so on. Uh, and we have it live until today. We have uh, many amazing uh, local charities on board. Um, but why I mentioned the snippet from Friends is because we started back then, we started overnight. We wanted to somehow support, let our users, like open the door for our users to support. Um, and we were working through charities, but we were, all, we were also talking directly with some people who were asking help from InstaShop. And back then we were, um, we were actually creating the boxes of products and shipping them through charities and directly. And the love that we got back, it was like, it's, it's this, this is, yes, you do it. You, 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 you want to help the community, but the love you get back, it's, it's amazing. This is the first time I associate social responsibility with Joey Tribbiani, yeah. but now it makes sense. <laughs> but after you explain it, it makes in, sense. In, a, in a weird way, it does, because you get so much love. Right. So let's move to the last soundbite from Joanna. Failing is a prerequisite. Failing is a prerequisite. That's kind of harsh. <laughs> you said I, it. I said that, huh? <laughs> so. I mean, for, for, for us, it was, right? Different, uh, uh, different startups, different entrepreneurs might have a different journey. But for us, it felt like challenges and hard fails because we took, you know, we paused and we learned. Those were the things that kept us going these like, you know, steep learning curves, that was like a stepping stone. I feel like if we did not have these challenges, I don't know, maybe we wouldn't be here today. And Joanna, when we talk about failure, like uh, usually the way it's uh, romanticized within the industry is that a business person has one big failure and then they learn from it and then it's just upward trajectory from there on. In my experience, it's not really the case. Like I tell my team, I fail every day. <laughs> like so many things I fail at, and it's okay. Like as long we, as long as we register, what are we learning from this failure? It's okay. Like uh, our 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 lives and our careers are more like jungle gyms versus just ladders, as uh, uh, as they say. Uh, so it's okay to fail as long as you take something out of it and pivot and are able to move forward and you're humble about it. For sure, for sure, yeah. So in your case, it's not only one big failure. You oh, no, no, it, so. every day. I <laughs> okay. mean, like you said, and without the challenges, you won't have learnings. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. How could it be? Everything cannot be easy. Uh, but yes, yes, you just need to focus on the on the goal. Just like I failed to tell my parents that it's okay to place one order on InstaShop <laughs> per day. Uh, but yeah, we're going to continue to learn and move on. So you want one more game? One last game? Uh, we're going to play Roulette of the Future. Uh, we believe that the future is made of horizons. The future doesn't always imply 20 years from now. The future starts today, it's tomorrow, it's next year. So we want to understand what you believe different topics uh, will look like in the future. But what we're going to ask you to do is click on the roulette. Mm -hmm. uh, and depending on the year or time frame in which we land, just uh, help us visualize and imagine with us the specific topic where it is. Okay, great. So you traveled me back do backwards and now we're going okay. in the into the future okay <laughs> back to the future yes. so I just tap you tap the first topic is the quick commerce industry in mina and you landed 5 years from now so oh. 2027 uh i think the competitive landscape will be cleaner we're going to see less competitors at the time but more like structured more powerful ones Interesting. Mm. I would have expected the opposite. Ah, uh, yeah? Because there are so many competitors coming into the landscape. Why do you think it's going to be less? It's a, it's a matter of survival. I think five years are, you know, good enough for the first big challenges to come along. That's assertive. I like that. Uh, so our next topic is InstaShop, your baby. Ooh. Let's do it. InstaShop next year. Next year. 2023. Which is around the corner. Yes. Uh, of next year. Um, I mean, I see us improving. Uh, we have a few things uh, cooking on the side. So um, those will be launching. So there are some uh, cool things coming Anything up. Anything you can tell us? Um not exactly. I can say something. I can say one is about uh, is about the giving back uh, vertical. We have something very close to our hearts that we're trying to do. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there are exciting things coming up next year. All right. The last topic: Black Friday or forgive me, Insta Friday. Yes, yeah, perfect. Insta Friday next month. So this Insta next, Friday. Oh, wow. So Insta Friday 2022. What can you share oh, with us? We're, uh, we're ready. We're re we say we're ready. You know, the stress always starts happening. Like we prepare, everything is on track. And then uh, one week, 10 days before, it's starting to yeah, get into you. So uh, this month, I see a lot of, you know, hustle coming up. Uh, we have a great campaign. I mean, since I'm on the marketing side, I love our communication. I love our creative. So I'm very excited. Nice. We're very excited as well. And we're very excited to see your campaign on TikTok. Yes. Uh, we, we always talk about uh, Black Friday as, uh, as this big month. And uh, we're talking as a team uh, earlier about, you know, the stress that comes with what we call Mad November, because it's not only Black Friday, there's, you know, Singles Day, there's Cyber Monday, there's White Friday, Yellow Friday, the entire week leading up to sales, Insta Friday with the, with Insta Shop. So there are so many campaigns uh, happening. Uh, and for us as a team, like this is uh, the biggest moment uh, of the year, basically, the this uh, month uh, of November. Sure. But we were saying that it's equally important to enjoy the 
ride and have fun when we what we've learned from our partners such as yourselves is that yes you work maybe longer hours you work harder during this month but you celebrate as well in a bigger way and a more massive way and you tend to have uh, fun uh, more uh, does this apply as well to InstaShop definitely it's exactly like you said long hours yes but you know with snacks and with music so it's a mix nice okay so you wanna Unfortunately, we're nearing the end of Aww. our podcast. I still have just one question for you, which is a reply to comment. Uh, I have a question to you from our TikTok uh, community and I'm uh, going to ask you to answer it and then we can wrap up. So, you wanna, if you can travel back in time to when you were 18 years old, what advice would you give to your younger self? So much time travel today. Yeah, right. I love it. <laughs> Um, 18 years old, so I just finished school. Um, I was very confused back then. Like, uh, I did not have this, you know, I want to be a vet. I want to be, uh, I don't know, a lawyer. I, I There was like nothing. It was blank and I was so stressed at the time. So I think I would go back and just like, you know, pat me at the back a bit and tell me that it's okay. You know, you no stress. You're going to find your spot. Just keep trying things and explore. That's so nice. That's so kind. That's very different than what I would do, but I, I love that. Like I'm learning kindness uh, from you, like oh. to give yourself a pat on the back yeah. if you travel back uh, yeah. in time and tell yourself it's like, okay, it's going to be okay. Relax a bit. Chill. It's yes. going to be okay. It's yeah. uh, it's better than what you think it is. True. Right? Nice. Honestly, Yolanda, I'm, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, since we are at InstaShop, how about we use InstaShop order some snacks because I feel we can go on talking about this topic all night. So uh, if it's okay with you, maybe we can spend yeah, a bit, uh, a bit uh, more. Ah. No, this is not happening. Alkis, you're not a pizza. <laughs> so Alkis is the client partner on uh, Quick Commerce. But, uh, no, uh, maybe we can. So you, uh, Yuana's having pizza. So yeah, this always tends to happen towards the end of the podcast, but. <laughs> Uh, this, this is Joanna Angaridaki, the co-founder and chief marketing officer of InstaShop. It's been a pleasure having you with us today you at the Future pizza? of Retail podcast. As for me, I will see you in another version mm. of the future in the future. Thank you so much, Joanna. Thanks a lot. Oh, so good. Hey.